Hey guys, I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. Today, later in the podcast, we're going to be talking about boundary setting. And boy, do we have some thoughts about that. But first, you know, if you listen to the podcast, we got the most lovely comment from a new member of our Facebook group who said she found us because she was looking for a Hallmark podcast. And then she said, and now I can't get enough of your content. Guys. We love compliments. So if you can't get enough of our content, where can you find us? You can find us on Instagram, where we are Megan and Wendy LSS. And you can find us on Facebook, which we are Long Story Shorties. You can also always email us at Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. And unfortunately, no emails this week. Womp, womp, womp. But we do have very exciting news, something we've been talking about for a long time. And... Wendy and I, now that school is back, we're in full, long story short, high gear mode. And one of the things we've been talking about launching for a long time is our long story short merch. That's right. The merch store is live. You can visit us at meganandwendy.com slash shop. Of course, there will be a direct link in our show notes. We have hoodies, both and crew neck sweatshirts. We have notebooks and we have mugs. And I would like to make a comment about the mug. She's so hyped on these mugs, guys. <laughs> so early on when we were discussing mugs, someone said, please, can we have a bigger than usual mug? Because these standard merch mugs are these tiny 11 ounce mugs, which is not enough if you're a person who likes a full cup of coffee and you add things to it. I agree. We got the 15 ounce mugs. They're a good size. Check us out get your own approved merch i'm waiting for my sweatshirt i can't wait to wear it me too we'll be posting a photo on instagram so you can see them live if you would like to wait to see them on us before you get your own but um thank you to those of you who have already ordered now i'd like to transition right into something i need to talk about Uh uh-oh it's not bad i'm just claiming my old lady card because on Friday night we went to a high school football game which already ages me I haven't been to a high school football game since I was in high school which was 24 years ago that I graduated and at our high school football games like many I would assume they have a student section and the students pretty much only sit in the student section like they cram their send themselves into this one section and the section spills over onto the walkway like in front of the bleachers and then there's a railing before you get to the track and then the field right so the students fill in this entire walkway meaning that anybody else trying to get past that section which was myself if you want to get to the bathrooms if you want to get to the snack bar if you want to leave you have to push your way through this gauntlet of students and do they move at all when they see you coming no because they're assholes do they move at all when you like bump into them because there's nothing but to do but to push them out of the way no the entire time and look i'm old and i was like why doesn't someone tell them like i want them to have a good time like high school football have a great time be loud be obnoxious i don't care but maybe we keep a walkway (laughs) at no point did any of the adults at the game say to this group of kids hey guys you got to clear this space. There's plenty of room, like spill over into the other sections of the bleachers because there's not that many adults here. It's mostly students, but man, I was like, I'm so old. This is so annoying. It's like pushing through a mosh pit at a concert, pushing through the exit at Disneyland when you're trying to leave after the fireworks. I didn't enjoy that. 
Well, I think there's a perfect volunteer opportunity here for you. Not a chance. I don't want to talk to high schoolers. They terrify me. But then as we were leaving, that section clears out really quick. And the other old lady response I had was, oh, my gosh, they're so messy. Like they left so much trash behind. And then the ASB kids are all cleaning it up. And I did feel badly for them because my son went to the game with us. He drove there with us. But we didn't see him. Like once we got out of the car, he was gone and we saw him again in the parking lot and I was like did you throw away your food (laughs) he was like yes mom but it was like you know in the movies everyone leaves their food under their seats or at a baseball game everyone leaves their food under the seats by the way we don't do that because you're perfect but I do um I used to and then my husband was like why would you expect someone else to clean up from you? I'm like, that's what everybody does. But no, carry your food to the trash. Anyway, these kids left. I mean, it was covered. So look, I'm old and high schoolers are still just babies, really. Yeah, they're children still. It's so funny because they used to seem so old to me. And now that I have a high schooler, like he's definitely the baby of the school. But I'm like, they're just kids. They're just little kids. So it's funny, like I... (laughs) I still have the same feeling towards kids of those age as I did when I was a peer. Like I am fearful of them. Yes. (laughs) It's weird. Intimidated by them. Yeah. Yes. Super bizarre. Agree. Uh, So a couple of weeks ago, I went to a high school football game and I can't remember if we talked about it here on the podcast or I think it was on our bonus podcast on Patreon that I Mm -hmm. spoke in depth about it, but were their parents tailgating prior to the game? No. Any, like... No, it was funny. My husband and I were buying tickets to go in, and he takes his water bottle everywhere he goes. He was like, can I take this in? And they're like, oh, yeah. He goes, it's just water. It's nothing fun. And they go, you do you. So apparently they don't care. Um, Well, this past Friday night, my daughter and some friends went to a local high school football game, and... This one, we didn't stay. I dropped her off and then I picked her up and I picked her up into in the parking lot and there were parents like tailgating during the game. It was almost the end of the game, but it was like the game was so terrible that they were like, let's go back out to the parking lot and <laughs> down some Coors Light before we get in the car and drive our kids home. It was weird. I was like, I don't like it. I'm not a prude, but like, it's a terrible behavior to model I feel yeah at a high school event there's no need okay so the next thing I want to talk about have you ever heard the term micro anxieties no but I feel that it might apply to me oh for sure (laughs) so it applies to everybody in fact so the first place I heard it was from Kelly the car mom on Instagram and she had heard it on a podcast and I googled the term to see if maybe the podcasters had made it up or if it's a thing and not a lot came up so I think maybe this is a term these podcasters came up with But essentially a micro anxiety is something that bugs you, but really only bugs you in the moment that you're experiencing it. It doesn't follow you around. For example, you have a loose drawer handle or a door that squeaks. Or an example in my life is we have two sets of sheets. We have four pillows between my husband and I that we sleep on. We only have six pillowcases Mm -hmm. total. So when I change my sheets, I immediately have to wash the next set so that I can get two pillowcases to put on our pillows. And every week it's an annoying thing to me and we're replacing our sheets. And my husband goes, could we just maybe get four pillowcases? Like, could we get some extra pillowcases? It's such an easy thing to solve in for the most part. These are things that are typically not 
huge undertakings to fix. Right. But we just kind of like live with them. And then it doesn't bug you again until like you reach back to that same spot or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Um, my question is, why don't you just fix it? Well, it's like not enough of a bother to make, to take action on it. Yeah. I think most of us are living with, I think once you know this term, you're going to start noticing because I start noticing them and then I immediately forget about them. But I start noticing, I'm like, oh yeah, if I just solved this, my life would be infinitely better every day instead of doing whatever the workaround for this problem is. It's weird that they call it micro anxieties. I feel like anxieties isn't the right term. I yeah, would feel irritation. like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you're not feeling anxious about it, like pr- leading up to it or after it, then I, I don't know. Yeah. Like here's another one in our life. We have remote controls for all of our TVs, all universal remotes, and they lose connection with certain devices every once in a while and they need to be reconnected. And so we find ourselves like carrying one remote throughout the house because there's only one remote that fully works on all the TVs at any one time. And it would just take me five minutes to reprogram the remotes. Mm -hmm. But instead I'm like, where's the TV remote? Because someone has removed it and taken it to another room. Well, because I think other parts of our lives are busy or more important things are happening that overwhelm us or take our time and I'm lazy no it has nothing to do with being lazy I understand like you're talking about I've had a light out in my kitchen for weeks perfect example and I'm like uh I every day I turn it on and it pisses me off but I don't go get the ladder and got to get the step stool or you don't have the right light bulb so you have to run the errand to get the light bulb that's the other thing like I always want to have like a stock of stuff so I don't have to like go do I have a stock of batteries on hand Uh or light bulbs uh or tape or staples or Uh whatever you know don't you feel so good when you're like I have that light bulb that I need I have that size battery like my life is together yeah but as soon as you don't, it's like everything falls apart. Yeah, I know. And honestly, like that light bulb situation or something similar to it will could ruin my entire day. Like it will just like trigger me into like our house is falling apart. My oh, yeah. life is falling apart. Yes. Well, here's the other thing, too, that, mm, you know, I get a little resentful. Like, why does this chore fall on me? Why am I the one that has to reprogram all the remote controls? Right. In my house is because I'm the only one who knows how to do it. Okay. I mean, I'm sure in your home, people are capable and know how to do that yes. kind of stuff. But yes. do you don't ever feel resentful? Like, See, oh, for sure. And sometimes, like, I'm the tech person in our house. My, not so much for my kids, but for my husband. And he'll be like, hey, I need you to fix this thing. And I'm like, you know, it's actually not that hard to fix it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't actually have special skills. I just have this thing called Google. <laughs> and I've taught myself how to fix these, like, minor annoyances. Yeah. I think some people have a tendency to make themselves intentionally incompetent Mm -hmm. because it's easier. Yeah. But I'm that way about certain things like I'm never going to do yard work. Why? I love yard work. Like raking. Sure. And sweeping. Yeah, of course. No, hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. (laughs) Nope. Don't like it. I love it. Well, I would like you, the listener, to think about the micro anxieties in your life, because I'm telling you, when you fix them, 
it does give you a boost. You're like, look at all this light in this room because I fixed the light bulbs. We had a similar light bulb situation in our garage. We have four different light bulbs and all of them were replaced last week. And it's so bright and light in there. It's like, like, I can see. Look at that. (laughs) I can see. That's funny. That's funny. I'm just going to say it here for everybody who listens and knows how much I bagged on Megan's neck fan that she took to Disney World with her over the summer because I recently went to Disneyland a couple weekends ago and it happened to be the hottest freaking day of the year here in Southern California. And I saw two people with those neck fans and I was like, oh, I bowed down to Megan and her neck fan. I wish I had had one myself. I should have thought to send it with you because I saw you the week before you went. It just didn't even occur to me. I'm not living that neck fan life lately, but yeah. Yeah, it was so hot that day and I ended up forking out close to 50 bucks for a Mickey cooling towel and one of those um, spray bottle fan things. And then you just get like wet. Well, and then uh, you're not in the stroller phase, so then you have to carry on that giant yeah, spray carry bottle. Yeah, shit around mm-hmm. all day long. Yeah, totally. It was... It's not like the neck fan that just rests comfortably on your neck. You look like a dork. I'm not saying you look cool. I don't claim any cool points for it. <laughs> Every time someone would ask me about it when we had it, they're like, does that work? I'm like, it's better than not having it. That was always my answer. It's better yeah. than not having it. Yeah, when I saw those two people walking around with it, I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Damn it. They must listen to the show. How was Disneyland, though? <laughs> it was terrible. Now, because of the heat, that was the big part of it. It right. was so criminally hot that yeah. day. Like, it, I couldn't. It, I start to sweat, like, as soon as we got there. And I'm, like, sweating everywhere, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, blazing down on you so hot. Like, your face is hot. Yeah. And, like, it just yeah. was hard and then on top of that it was crowded yeah it was labor day weekend so it was busy and eh, it just it was like the halloween time at the park right now and Uh it just was like it doesn't feel very fall ish so it just was hard to get into it and and i kind of was like yeah i didn't really miss it in the last 18 months like it was i don't know they're screaming children not I mean, like screaming, crying children, people pissed off at each other, people annoyed at the scooters and the strollers. Sure. So I was like, hmm, I'm not feeling the Disney joy. I think the heat amplifies all of that because when you're physically uncomfortable, everything else is so much more annoying. Like now I have to stay in this line and I'm hot and uncomfortable. And now not only is my body uncomfortable, but there's these other like people are yelling and people are bumping into me. When we were in Disney World, it was so hot and so humid. And I watched other people go to Disney World this summer, like on Instagram, and they just looked like they were having the best time. I looked bright red, frizzy (laughs) hair, not cute. You know, and I saw all these other people taking these really cute pictures and looking cute, walking through the park. I was, it was in survival mode. Fully. And and I do love Disneyland. My husband and I are going next month without my kids, judge away. I am looking forward to going back, but I cannot enjoy it. Look at this tomato face picture. (laughs) My face, I was so... Red and hot. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I 100% understand. I have a hard time enjoying anything when I'm hot, and especially Disneyland. You're walking. You're probably carrying a backpack. There's a million people. You have to wait in line for food and drinks. It's just everything is amplified. So it it works hard to live up to its happiest place on earth. I know. Well, I had posted on those days. I had posted a picture like on Instagram stories or so- something, and and somebody replied. They're like, "Oh, I'm jealous." And I was like, "Don't be. It's like 110 degrees." Like, yeah. And they're like, "Still." And I was like, "I'm sorry. Really, it's not. Like, don't feel. I'm not trying to make anybody feel jealous that I'm here. It's it's not that great." So I have an update. If you think back to our episode on goal setting for the school year. One of my goals was to time block my weeks. And Wendy had asked, how are you going to do that? Are you going to get a planner? Are you going to do it digitally? What are you going to do? And I had said, I don't know. I think I'll just do it in a notebook, but I lied. So what I realized is that what I really wanted was a weekly planner to do that in. It made the most sense. And so I just bought one at Target. I did not spend a fortune. I bought one of the home edits line. Um, And then I felt very envious of their success I'm going to be honest and then I just like the weekly layout because then I can sit down on Sunday I can drop in my appointments I don't use it for scheduling I don't look at it if I need to plan something I use my google calendar for that but I can drop in my appointments and then I can kind of backwards plan my week that way knowing the days that we're meeting whatever other appointments I have things that are going on and I can just plug in and I can see over the course of the week, okay, this is the day I'll be able to run that errand. And if I need to clean, I can do it on this day. And this is the day I can sit down and work all day. And I am really liking it. Um, I'm less time blocking. I'm not so much like, I'm going to spend an hour in the house as I am planning out my week. And it's been working really well for me. Um, I haven't felt... I do feel stressed right now simply because of the state of my house. We've talked about it, but... I'm under construction inside and outside. There's a porta potty in my front yard. I can't focus when my house looks like this, but I'm not creating more stress for myself by not being on top of what needs to get done. Mm-hmm. So that's the update there. So it's working for you. It is working for me. I'm I'm pleased. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, thanks. I've been making like to do lists. I'm sitting here wondering like what. What were my goals when we talked about that episode just a few episodes ago? I can't even remember what they were. Something was budget. What else was there? I don't remember yours. Yeah, I'm, I'm the worst at setting goals. I need micro goals, like in the hour, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you need to have something that you're going to like look at and remember them. I know. I, I don't. I don't remember what they are. I'll have to go back and look. All right. I'm a jerk. Okay. Um, I did find some time this weekend to watch a very compelling documentary. Yes. That you told me about. Yes. It's called Lou La Rich. Yes. Based on the rise and fall of the soft buttery leggings knowing, <laughs> known as Lulu Row. Yeah. Now, it's so funny because I'm sure my phone was listening to me at some point today. I, I opened up Facebook and... I come across a post that somebody had wrote and this person says like, I remember when everybody was wearing those leggings and I had to tell people that they couldn't wear those leggings to certain events because of X, Y, Z. I don't know if people were trying to sell them or if they thought they were 
um, not appropriate for the event. Huh. I don't, I don't really know what this person's like point was with yeah. this other than that they had watched the documentary and it was so funny to see like the responses to the post was like I never bought those I never did that I never did that I don't fall to MLMs and I just was like give me a break everybody was into those stupid leggings including me and I'm mm-hmm. very naive when it comes to MLMs like I'm like you want to sell me something okay I'm into it um I remember like we would like, we were at a Timory painting event. And I remember watching a Facebook live to see like what pants these people had because, Oh wow. I don't know if I was looking for certain leggings. Now I had owned maybe two pairs of them. And then when I got them, this is how it always works out. I think I want them so bad. And then when I got them, I was like, these are not for me. And they went to the goodwill or whatever. Um, but it just was so funny to me that people were like, I never, nope, nope. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I was too good for that. Yeah. I was not a LuLaRoe stan. Like I knew people who had full wardrobes of LuLaRoe, but I had a couple pairs of leggings. I really liked the Carly dress. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got into it just as much as most of us did. And uh, MLMs, I don't have a great opinion of, but we knew people selling them. Friends of ours were selling them. And so it's like, well, I'm going to support them, you know, with these $40 leggings. I like comfy clothes. And LuLaRoe's whole a- aesthetic is like comfy, cozy, you know, flowy dresses, comfy leggings. I'm into that. So look, I can both enjoy the takedown in the Lula Rich documentary and also admit like, yeah, dude, I had some bicycle leggings. I probably yeah. still have that Carly dress in my closet, quite well, frankly. That's what's so funny about the people who are saying like, oh, I never did that. It- it's just like we didn't know the back end of the situation of what was happening on the business side right. of things and the retailers, those who were selling them. Like I was just a consumer. I just purchased mm-hmm. the leggings because I liked them or I liked the thought of me in them until I actually got them. But um, yeah, that it's so funny. So if you guys haven't watched it, it's on Amazon Prime, um, Prime Video, whatever they call it. It's a four, four episode. Did you watch all four? I did. Yeah. So I've watched two and a half. Oh, and, um, we're going to leave the link if you're on TikTok. So one of the women, Roberta is on TikTok, Roberta Blevins. Her original TikTok has been shut down. She's banned until September 16th. I don't know why, but that happens a lot on TikTok. People get banned. I, I'm not sure, um, if this was some sort of like LuLaRoe backlash, but she has a, 2.0 account Berta like whoa 2.0 and on that account she's talking details about the documentary and about her experience with LuLaRoe and one of the questions that she answers is why did those the founders of the company agree to be interviewed and basically she's like they're narcissists man Mm -hmm. like they wanted to be front and center now whether or not they were sold a false bill of goods about what this documentary was going to be about I don't know. She says that they said they walked out halfway through once they realized what was happening. She's like, that didn't happen. Um, but another little behind the scenes thing. Yeah. Tell me one of the women, her name's Jill Dremmer. She's in the documentary. She still sells for LuLaRoe. Okay. She was the one who was like, I will sell for them forever. 
So yep, that's her. Yes. So she's on Instagram. Her most recent post was two days ago and she wrote, it's not a hobby. She's holding a LuLaRoe pen. I believe she's wearing a LuLaRoe shirt. This pen is from an event years ago. I wasn't promised anything with my initial order besides clothing and the opportunity to turn it into a business. I did just that. And five years later, my sales in all caps, not my bonus check from a team provides me my full-time income. So the big controversy in I have not watched the full thing, but basically these women were making tons of money because they were recruiting and the vast majority of the income of some of these really big earners was because they were recruiting big teams, not because they were selling so much. Right. And then LuLaRoe changed their commission structure and they were not paying out to the recruiters the way they were paying out in terms of sales. Correct. And so many of those people lost their livelihoods because of that. And so she's throwing shade, I think, at not, I think, clearly, at these women who are taking down the company. Now, LuLaRoe, I have not watched the whole thing, but they've gotten some legal trouble. Yeah, big legal trouble. But yeah. they are still operating. Yeah. Because out of sheer curiosity, I went onto their website and um, wanted to see, like, do they still make leggings? Do they still sell clothes? And you could, like, put your zip code in. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, to see, find a retailer near you. Uh-huh. And one popped up in a 50-mile radius. One. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I was like, well, hell, is it time to, do I, should I jump in? <laughs> I could sell these now and I would, I would have no competition. But I, guys, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, I was shocked that I could not find a retailer near me. Did you ever during the craziness consider selling them? No, no, no. I'm not a salesperson. No, me either. Mary Brown, who was one of the sister wives, mm-hmm. she is still her, the f- top of her Instagram bio is independent LuLaRoe fashion retailer. And a photo from September 5th, which was just a week ago, is she is on a LuLaRoe dream trip in Mexico. And it's um, like living my why because I can LuLaRoe retailer, LuLaRoe for life. So I think she's still making an income from LuLaRoe. So shop my website 24 seven. Well, speaking of those events, have you, have you seen any of them on the episodes that you had watched? I've seen the Katy Perry. I saw, I thought it was funny that their first get was Mario Lopez. That was funny. <laughs> so they've had like Kelly Clarkson as performers. I mean, I'm not saying that Kelly Clarkson like endorsed Lulu Rowe. I'm saying no, that she Kelly Clarkson was, was charged her day rate <laughs> as a performer. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, she doesn't care. No. And then I thought and then I saw Rachel Hollis on there. Oh, that that's a good fit. Well, she does all the MLMs, I believe. I know she does um Rodin and Fields, I think. Oh, okay. It, you know, the, the, she goes to those events to hype them. Like mm-hmm. she's a hype girl, mm-hmm. you know. But then I thought, how is this kind of organization not organization because it's not an MLM but I'm talking about because there were people who were saying like I was in a cult Mm -hmm. I was in a cult and Mm -hmm. I was like well we go to like conferences we get hyped at these conferences we pay for these conferences right but the difference in a conference is the conference is only selling the conference that the conference is not selling an experience outside of the conference like wendy's talking about like we go to blogger conferences right and so like yeah i think a lot of conferences 
regardless of your industry, they're going to try and create hype. They're trying to create like you're coming together for this shared experience, but they're not trying to get me to go home and write them a $5,000 check. True. They want you to come back. They want you to like this, to repeat this experience the next year. But I think like having a good time at an event is not so much culty as like, you're having a good time and then you're going to write me a check while you're here because you want to, you know, you're going to, this is how we get you. Yeah, that's fair. And they would like, you know, they had a waiting list and they would pull someone off the waiting list at the event to create this live moment. And now all of a sudden they've got to write a five to now $9,000 check. The buy-in is bananas. Mm -hmm. And if you never watch, just know that you had a minimum buy-in at of $5,000. That's a lot of money. And these women are like, that's every penny we had, or I maxed out our credit cards and you don't get to choose your patterns. You could choose your styles and your sizes. So they could send you whatever they wanted, right. including things that look like penises <laughs> on your leggings and you were stuck with it and had to try and sell it. You had to sell it. You couldn't even return it. No. That's in those later episodes. They'll talk about like the refund policy and how that was a big deal. And that's where some of the lawsuits came in from. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, you got what you got and you had to sell it period. I am. I'm enjoying it. I find it fascinating, particularly because it was something that I, participated in and I watched the hype happen. Um, if you have ever seen anything about LuLaRoe, I think it's worth your time. Yeah. And let's not, it's LuLaRoe. I told my husband about it. He goes, Lululemon. I was like, no, 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 different leggings. <laughs> like, there's yes. such confusion. I saw a tweet that was like, you're telling me LuLaRoe and Lululemon are not the same company. <laughs> How funny. Let's talk about your birth day what about it well first of all it's coming up it's yep. coming up this weekend i saw you on instagram stories first talking about plans and you and your husband could not come up with a plan for your birthday of something you wanted to do i'm really bad at that and then there was this indecision over which dessert to get that's the highlight of my birthday for me is the birthday dessert i really look forward to that Cause I like cake. So get I like cake. dessert. Do not get crumble cookies. But then. I don't really want, like I'm normally, I'm like, I want a cake, but this year I'm not feeling, I just want a dessert. I'm not feeling the cake. Norm so the discussion on Instagram was, do I want crumble cookies or do I want a Susie cakes, like cupcake assortment, which I think maybe I mm. want. And then someone said, why not both? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Maybe we'll do both because I also like the leftover, like waking up the day after your birthday and knowing there's still birthday cake in the house. That's really exciting for me. I enjoy that. So um, we might do both. Who knows? So what do you want to do for your birthday? I don't know. I'm terrible at just doing that. It's on a Sunday. So I think my husband and I are going out to breakfast. The kids will be out that morning. And then um, where are you going to breakfast? I don't know. Maybe one of those new places I sent you. You didn't send me that. Oh my God. I'm looking at it and you said yes. Maybe. It's in our Instagram. Literally looking at it. I said another one we need to try. Wendy says yes and hearted it. So <laughs> you didn't Food? send okay, me sure. that. Okay, fine. We'll go there. So anyway, um, I think we'll go out to breakfast. It's going to be mellow. He was like, are the angels in town? Do you want to go to a game? The that sounds like with... for a birthday for him. No, I like, you say this every time. I like baseball games. Boring. 
then you don't go for your birthday. <laughs> my husband and I met at a baseball game because we were both season ticket holders at the time. Uh, like she I, was definitely trying to meet a baseball player. No, I had had season tickets for multiple years at that point. She wanted to get married up to Tim Salmon or no, somebody no, no, at no. the time. David Eckstein was yes. always my... <laughs> but that was not... I'm not a celebrity chaser. That makes me... I don't enjoy that at all. At all. I don't ever want to meet a celebrity. There's no like, oh, let me do the meet and greet. Nope. Nope. Um, anyway, they are in town. I don't really want to go. My kids don't like it. I don't want to manage the, uh, can we go now? Oh, or, totally. Or them being like polite because it's my birthday, but they're yeah. not really having a good time. And yeah. my husband's like, who cares? It's not their birthday. I'm like, I know, but I don't, I, I don't want that. Yeah. So I think our plan is like go out to breakfast and then we're just going to barbecue here that night. Mm-hmm. Mellow, just easy. I don't, there's... I know I understand that's how I was uh, for my birthday earlier this year I was like I just don't want to make any decisions other than I want pizza for dinner and we're gonna have dessert and we're gonna watch a movie done yeah did you ask for anything in particular for your birthday this year um I asked for a pebble ice maker that I'm not gonna get up I'm not for gonna real? get it. My husband has been like, that's outrageous. We have an ice maker. It's not Oh, you're getting the ice maker. No, but he, that's for show. He the other day he was like, the one thing you really want is out of stock. No, 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 no. I'm gonna text him. I'll text him a link. <laughs> no. You can send he, it to my house. So you won't know. That's the only thing I've asked for. I just want I just like to feel like a little bit special on my birthday, but I don't need like take me out to a big expensive dinner. I really don't need like mm-hmm. let's go on vacation. I just just let's have you know presents and hang out together and I don't want to think about what's for dinner and yeah right um have cake and it'll be a nice day and we never go out to breakfast um so unless we're on vacation so that's that's a treat for you guys yeah Yeah. because my husband's always like but by the time you get to the breakfast place like it's been hours like you've been awake aren't you hungry I'm like but you you will survive yeah, that's my husband. I already ate when I woke up at 6.30. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got up at 8, and I'm still hungry, so. Yeah, I can wait until 10 a.m. to eat breakfast, man. So, anyway, that's the plan. Nothing nothing All right. big. All right. We'll, we'll report back next week. Definitely. My crumble cookies. Pumpkin chocolate chip, man. Yeah. I think I might, I might even go nuts and just have them delivered. Like, what? We'll see. We'll Crazy. see. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and come right back to talk boundaries. I encourage you to go to the show notes for this episode because we are not in a closet. Okay, so today's podcast episode is all about setting boundaries. And Wendy, do you consider yourself good at setting boundaries? It depends. It really depends on the situation and who the people are have you gotten better with age uh no (laughs) really (laughs) yeah no no it is actually um it gives me talk about anxiety it gives me tons of anxiety to say like no or let me think about it or I usually typically default to yes because I don't want anybody to be angry at me I I'm the same way. I don't want anybody to be angry at me. But one thing that I have learned and I'm trying to internalize is I am not responsible for someone else's anger. Mm -hmm. And I cannot control the emotions of other people. Like, yes, my actions can make people upset, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I've gotten better about it. I am not good at it. 
but I used to be a doormat. Whatever you want, whatever you want. You need me to do that? Okay. You need me to do mm-hmm. that? Okay. Whatever mm-hmm. you want. So let's talk about that for a second. What kind of um, situations have you been presented with that you would say yes to, even though you really don't want to do it? Helping out with school stuff. Like I've agreed to be team mom for my kids' teams. I hate being team mom. I don't like that level. I'm happy to help. I don't like being in charge of certain things like that. Like team parties, class parties. No, don't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Being involved in organizations you don't want to be involved in. I'm going to say PTA. I know you're very involved in the PTA. I like being in PTA, but I've definitely felt like pressure either both with PTA or at school to take on more than I'm willing to take on, interested mm-hmm. in taking on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same with me too. I definitely school stuff. Now that my daughter's a little bit older, like those opportunities don't come up as often. Right. Which is nice, but they still do. And I still say yes. And part of me is like, no, I don't want to do that, but I'll do it because I'm trying to make a good impression or I want somebody to like me or I don't want to disappoint somebody. Yeah, like last week, Wendy was cutting out like shapes for a country display at school on her cricket like first day of school she's here I am but it was fine because that was easy but I have definitely taken on projects that are way more time consuming right and stressful that one ended up being super easy but yeah you know it's like we headed into the kids going back to school and you and I were like, we're going to work and really dive into our stuff here. And then I've started to see like other things kind of creep in and eat away at like that mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm, commitment mm-hmm. or the goals that I set that I don't even remember what they are because I've recently been asked to be on the freaking landscape committee at the HOA that our community is in I don't want to do that so say no I already said yes and then I was like elected or whatever some nonsense at a meeting that I didn't even attend okay so this is what I do with my kids and this is what I'm trying to do with myself because sometimes I don't think all the way through to the end of something right like the consequence of whatever action so if you were to say now like okay I've been elected what happens if you say look I'm really sorry. This is more than I can take on. What is the actual result? The actual result is I don't have to do that thing anymore. And I'm, but I'm worried that those neighbors will have a bad feeling about me. So is the bad feeling that they might have about you worse than the bad feeling you're going to have about having to do whatever it takes to be on the landscape committee? Well, that's a fair question, but I do I want to live with like, I have to weigh it. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I have to weigh like, oh, does those feelings about me mean more than my time yes I would always rather be the one who's inconvenienced I would always rather be the one who's frustrated or upset or if someone's gonna get the short end of the stick I would prefer that it be me right same but I think with and I'm talking to myself here when you set boundaries I think it's important to set boundaries for yourself as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. um so For example, one year 
I agreed to be the room mom. I am always happy to help out at school, always. But I don't enjoy being room mom. Planning class parties is a special level of hell for me. Happy to help at class parties. Happy to donate for class parties. Being in charge of the actual event, I don't enjoy it. And yet I agreed in a moment of weakness and spent the rest of the year annoyed that I had agreed to do it. Right. At every party, at every you know, opportunity where I needed to get the gift for the teacher. I I didn't enjoy any element of it and felt resentful towards myself Mm -hmm. that I had agreed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's like nobody really pressured me. There was a need for a room mom, but nobody pushed me to do it. So setting boundaries with myself. And I don't know if this applies, but we have a dog. He's almost two. And I feel constant desire for a second dog. Like anytime there's an opportunity for a dog, I'm showing the picture to my husband. I don't need any more chaos in our life. All I have been looking forward to is finally having my life back to normal. And the second we were close to getting our schedule back, my laundry room floods and now I've got full-time construction happening in the house. But in my mind, all I can think is like, cute dog, cute dog. But I have to remind myself that's multiple, 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 multiple months of chaos you're adding to your life. Yeah, so totally. So set the boundary with yourself, Megan. I know. It's so hard. The, that kind of situation, though, is really difficult because like, it's like having a baby. You forget. Mm-hmm. You have this wonderful baby, but you forget like all the stuff that it took to get to that baby, right? Mm-hmm. Or you have this child, you forget all those months or years of sleepless nights, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same with a dog. It like hits some sort of like dopamine in your brain. That's right? like, this gives, makes you feel good. Yeah. And, but then like, you're just opening that big old can again of like chaos and yeah. And rem- like, remember how I felt like, Oh my gosh, I had ruined our lives when we got this puppy. Like there's this, I think any puppy owner has had that moment where you think like, this is how it's going to be forever. I ruined my life. This animal is going to pee in my house and never sleep through the night and bite me forever. Mm -hmm. And it's never going to get better. And there is that point. My dog is sitting right next to me right now. I love him to death. Best thing we ever did, but man, the puppy stage was rough. Yeah. Rough. (laughs) all right so let's talk about reactions that people have to the boundaries we set Mm -hmm. and I'm going to give you a little example here I have a great group of girlfriends Mm -hmm. I love to get together with them we do we often do lunches together Mm -hmm. and um our schedules are all busy and Lately, I haven't been able to get together with them. And some of the feedback I have gotten is, where's Wendy? She's our fun friend. Now you're ruining lunch because you can't go out with us. Right. And it makes me feel terrible. Well, and it's designed to make you feel bad. So you'll change your behavior. Yeah, but like, that makes me pause and go, hmm. Yeah, what would you say to your kid if their friends were saying that? You'd be like, that person's not behaving like a friend. I would say, that's some bullshit. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how friends treat you. Is that how you talk to your kid? Um, yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah, I mean, I if it were my kid, I'd be like, hey, that person's not acting like a friend because 
for whatever reason, you aren't able to do this thing. And it's not because you don't want to be friends with this person. It's not, you know, the elementary, like, she's not my friend anymore. Right. It's, I have a full and complete life separate from my friends. And sometimes I cannot say yes to the activities. Yeah. For whatever reason. Right. And my reason doesn't have to be good enough for you. You don't have to think like, oh, I am can't do lunch because it's important to me that I do X, Y, Z during this time. And if I don't do it, it's going to make my life worse later today. Right. And you think, well, so what? You should prioritize your time with me. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's. Well, it makes me feel a little resentful because it makes right? me feel like whatever I have going on is not as important as whatever they are asking me to do. Right. And it has the opposite effect, right? They want you to feel bad and change your plans. And you feel like, well, now I really don't want to do it. Right. Because now I feel resentful of your attitude towards me. Right. Um, I think when we start to set boundaries, especially if maybe we haven't done it before, or especially if someone's not used to people setting boundaries with them, because I think this is a new thing, especially for women. We just say, yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. And for moms, I think people have a really hard time reacting to that. So that's the like, okay, I'm going to set the boundary, but I'm also going to have to be comfortable with whatever blowback's going to come. Right. Like, I feel like we're generation, generation. Yes. Like we've just always have been like, yes, yes, yes. And now, well, me personally, I've been saying no to a lot of things. Um, not everything, obviously, but um, I think it's different for people. Their reaction is different because they were anticipating a yes from us. Right. You know, and when we say no, I think their reactions are sometimes really strong and you know, like you said, designed to make us feel bad. So I had an experience, uh, a PTA related experience where I was having a conversation with a couple of fellow PTA members and one of them didn't want, she had had a role in the PTA the previous year and she didn't want to handle that event this year. And I said, you can say no, you're perfectly within your rights to say, I can't take this on. And the other person said, well, that's a terrible attitude because We all need to do our part to support the PTA. And anybody who's ever been involved in a PTA knows that it's a tiny percentage of the school population that helps out. And that's just the way it is, whether for time or interest or availability. But the reality is the burden of making it happen doesn't fall on you. And you get to decide how much of your time you can and are willing to give. And the you know, the attitude like, well, someone's got to do it. Yeah, someone's got to do it, but it doesn't have to be me. And I'm allowed to make decisions for my own life without somebody making me feel like, oh, I haven't done enough. Okay, but don't you struggle? This is where I struggle with this. You say like, somebody's going to do it, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be you. But then like, there's that narrative of like, well, it's not going to get done. The kids are going to miss out because we don't have a parent to do yearbook or whatever. Right. So that guilt, those reactions always make me like say yes to things. And I hate it. Yeah. I have said yes out of that guilt too, but I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like with PTA, with all these volunteer, with volunteer organizations, 
is going to get done. Now, do I feel badly that sometimes that burden is going to fall into someone else's shoulders who's just going to take it on, who is doing a lot already? Yeah, sometimes I do feel badly. But sometimes, like, I don't want to be like, got to look out for number one. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I do want to protect my time and protect, you know, if I'm giving that time there, it's being taken away from someone else, something else in my life. And so we all have a finite amount of resources and it is okay to protect your time and to protect your family's time and to protect your mental health and to protect your sleep, right? We don't have to be giving up sleep in the pursuit of making someone else happy. Right. Yeah. Um, Well, let me say this, your yearbook comment, like, okay, we've always been able to get a volunteer to handle yearbook. If that's the attitude, like we can get a parent volunteer to handle yearbook. Maybe the attitude should be, Hey, this is a big job. Maybe we should be paying someone on our staff to manage yearbook. Yeah. Maybe these like, Oh, the kids are going to miss out. And look, I know schools are underfunded. I get it. But there's a lot of times like, okay, I can't get someone to do this thing for free. Maybe we need to rethink the way it's always been done. Mm -hmm. That's just a thought. Fair. Fair. All right. What about saying, uh, saying yes, but having boundaries within the yes. So give me an example. Um, can you volunteer in class today? Right. Yes. I can do it today, but only for an hour or no, I can do it on Friday. Do you, do you do that in your real life? Uh, yeah, I've done that. I've done that. Can you help? Sure. I can help at this time. Does that work for you? Yeah. I'm only starting to do that before I would rearrange my entire schedule, Mm -hmm. lay myself out to do something, you know, because I said yes. Yeah. And our school hasn't allowed parent volunteers for the past two years. So that's a real this year too. Correct. No, no No parents allowed on campus so that's what stuff's still getting done though right kids are not messing out missing out because i feel like i (sighs) um okay what about setting boundaries with yourself so for example uh your social media usage or going to sleep at a reasonable time or not eating candy for breakfast because it's going to ruin your entire day. I like the idea of all that and see a need for, for boundaries within those things. But then a part of me will go, I'm a grown ass woman and I can do whatever I want. If I want to eat candy for breakfast and I'm going to eat candy for breakfast, you know, like I don't want to put like limitations on things, even though part of my brain knows like this is the better choice. Like, it's a struggle. It's a push and pull for me. Yeah, for me, it's always trading something that is nice in the moment for a consequence later. Mm -hmm. And I'm not always great at looking to the later consequence. Right. Like, I want to stay up and watch this show. Mm -hmm. I want to keep scrolling 
on social media. Right. But now I'm losing out on sleep or now I'm going to have like that fuzzy headache for the rest of the day because I spent too much time on my phone. Totally. You know, I'm so glad I'm not the only one who has that. (laughs) So that's something to think about. I don't have an answer for it, but it is something to think about. I have put time limits on my phone, Mm -hmm. but because they've been there for so long, I'm so good at just clicking like ignore, 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 ignore. Yeah. Yeah. And then my kids see me do it. Yeah. And then that's a terrible example. Right. I, so for me personally, like the social media stuff is not a problem. If, if I plug in the phone and walk away from it, I can walk away from it. But it's the stuff like, I'm going to watch one more show or one more episode, or I'm going to stay up half an hour later. And then you're right. I don't look at the consequences down the road or, you know, later the next morning when mm-hmm. it's like hard to get up or um, I'm dragging ass all day because I'm tired. Um, no, I'm not very good about setting boundaries for myself at all. But I like, again, like I said, it's like a, so push and pull for me. It's like telling myself no, but the other part of me, like wanting what I want. Well, it takes energy to do it. And sometimes that energy is gone. Yeah. Like I've used all of that energy elsewhere and now I'm just going to fall into my old habits. Okay. What about with your kids setting boundaries? I'm terrible, 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 terrible. And I'll give you an example. Last weekend, she, my daughter is 13 and in eighth grade, they were having a back to school, um, like bash party Mm -hmm, outside, mm -hmm. get together, whatever. She wanted to go to that. Fine. Great. You can go to that. That's from five to seven 30. Then she wanted to go to the high school football game after that. And then it turned into X amount of friends are coming to our house after school. They're going to stay here. Then you're going to take us to the, the school bash. Oh, but wait, now we're hungry. So can you take us to Chick-fil-A, then take us to the school bash, then come back 90 minutes later, pick us up, then drive us down to, you know, it's not a close high school. Mm-hmm. It, it's a drive. Drive us to that high school, then turn around and pick us up 90 minutes later, and then take everybody home. And I was like, okay. And I'll you were the only mom involved in the transporting of everybody. The only one. Yeah. And my husband was like, why didn't you say no? And fair, fair points. We had family in town. Yeah. Um, we were hosting dinner at our house that night. So I had to run in and out, in and out. And it would have been perfectly reasonable for you to say, hey, I can drive you to dinner and to the school. And then you need to figure out, can you get a ride from school to the game or from the game home. If there's multiple girls make arrangements. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why it fell on my shoulders. I just assume that because it was easy. Yeah. I don't know if it's because my kid thinks I'm going to always say yes. Mm -hmm. Here's another example. In a couple of weeks, her and her girlfriend, they want to go to a concert really bad. All of a sudden need to see a live show. Why? I don't know. Um, they want to see some band and they're playing in San Diego on a Friday night. And, and I'm contemplating it. And I tell my husband, he goes, you're effing crazy. We're going to drive to San Diego on a Friday night and turn around and come home when she likely has a soccer game that next morning. He's like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I already have something planned that Friday night. And I'm thinking, I'll just cancel it. I'll move it. I'll accommodate somebody else. Right. I don't know why I can't say no. Part of me is because I'm like, oh, I want to give her these experiences. Right. And then the other part of me is like, you know, really, I want to lay on my couch at nine o'clock and watch Ted Lasso. I don't. Right. 
So we and have, I deserve that. I can't do that. Well, we have a similar this weekend and knowing I'm going to have to disappoint both of them sucks. And especially as they get older, I have this like, my son's only here for four more years. My son's only here for four more years. Like he's going to leave and I'm ruining this Friday night. But sometimes that's just the way it is. I think it's important that our children understand boundaries. I'm just not good at. Well, and important that they understand doing for others and that there right. are other people affected. Look, I want my kids to do fun things. I am available. I'm happy to drive them to do fun things. But I also want them to see the full picture and I want them to think about other people and mm-hmm. think about, you know, the way other people are affected by their lives and not to feel guilty about it, but just to understand, look, I don't exist just to facilitate your life. Right. Totally. There are four of us. It's important that we do things that are good for the group as well as the individual. And again, it's okay if they're upset, just like it's okay if the PTA president is upset with me because I can't take that on. It's okay if my friends are upset because I say no to those plans. It's okay if my kids are upset. It's The end goal is not nobody being upset because nobody being upset just means the only person who's upset is me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've lived my life that way. Yeah, me too. And so I think it's reminding myself like, okay, people can be upset. This dog is climbing all over the place. <laughs> People can be upset. We'll all survive that. And then life goes on. Yeah. I'm super interested if any of our listeners have any advice or tips. What are you looking at? I was looking at the time. Oh. Any advice or tips or um, experiences they have dealt with? I just, it's, it's just an interesting conversation. I'm glad I'm not alone in it. Um, so yeah, email us or jump into our, let's talk about it in Facebook. Yeah. Are you good at setting boundaries? Show me the way. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick break and come right back with Megan and Wendy approved. So we both have household items this week, unintentionally. Mm-hmm. And uh, my item is something that I bought back in December. So I've been using it for a full nine months. I feel qualified to give this review. And if you've spent a- any time on Instagram, you know that people are real proud of their pantry organization. <laughs> and some people have really beautiful pantries. And what I've learned is that you can have a really beautiful pantry or you can have a functional pantry. Totally. And so my pantry kind of falls in the middle. Mm-hmm. And we bought in December, we had an Amazon gift card and we're like, we're going to buy pantry organization. Like Ooh. we got real excited because it can kind of get expensive. And it's one of those things that you don't necessarily want to spend money on because it's not that exciting, but I'm so glad we did. And one of the sets we bought, I'm going to link it. It's a set of 24 snap lids and it um they came in four different sizes and when they came originally my husband was like that's not none of that's going to be big enough they're actually perfectly sized for a lot of the things that we have and we put things like pretzels and granola and dried fruit and you know all the stuff you put but it 
what it does is it keeps me from having 10 bags of half filled or three quarter filled things because I can see them in their clear plastic containers. They're not going stale. I put, you know, we also do rice and chocolate chips, but it helps me see what we're running out of. It's better to look at than a bunch of little bags. It's cleaner. Stuff doesn't go stale. It works really well. Now, again, it's not always beautiful because I still do have bags of things. If you like, I don't put every single thing we own into a container. We go through so much cereal. I don't put my cereal into a container. First of all, <laughs> we need like 10 because my kids and husband eat cereal like it's going out of style. But so I don't put everything, but I do enjoy having them. I do find them really functional. Is that a word? Yes. My brain is telling me right now that it is not. Um, and it was not one of those things that we started using and abandoned. We've fully use it and sometimes I bring things home from the grocery store and immediately dump them in there because I know if I don't someone will open that bag of pretzels and then it'll just sit in the pantry so if Mm -hmm. I don't immediately like just dump those pretzels into the container then they're gonna go stale I'm super impressed with that organization function that you have going on we don't we we have a million bags (laughs) in ours I I don't see myself as like I'm going to buy the, go to the grocery store and then dump all that stuff out. But I will tell you, I do it for dog treats. Oh, yeah. And that there's some kind of like satisfaction with it. Yeah. That I will like, that I really enjoy. So I, I don't know, you're on to something here, I think. It makes me happy seeing all those like little containers full of little snackies. I like snacks. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Here's my household item. Super weird. It's the Downy Wrinkle Release Spray. Yeah. Now, I watch a ton of Below Deck on Bravo. This is a show you don't watch, right? Uh Uh-huh. And they're always spraying this, like, wrinkle release spray on the bedding. (laughs) Like, when they make the bed. Which is so weird to me because I was like... Am I bougie enough that I need to get into a bed that has no wrinkles? Like if I'm paying for a super yacht, maybe I am. Yeah, there's something kind of nice about it. There is something nice about it. But I didn't buy them for my bed sheets. I bought them for my wrinkly ass clothes. Uh Uh-huh. And I love it. It's like magic. You spray it on and like shake it out and boom. It's like refreshed and wrinkle free. It works. I'm just talking like on like a yeah, t-shirt. Like a t-shirt. I'm not talking like a collared shirt that needs an actual iron underneath Yeah, but like it, something know? sat in the dryer for a little bit too long. Exactly. Or like in the laundry basket, didn't get hung up right exactly. away. Exactly. Yeah. I bought it on Amazon. It came in a two-pack. The ones I see on Below Deck are usually like a spray bottle. These are like an aerosol oh. type. I don't know if it's technically aerosol, but it's in like a can, uh-huh. you know, with a pressurized spray. So I don't know. I like them. And they smell good too. Hey, and that would solve maybe a micro anxiety of like. <laughs> of all these wrinkled clothes. Of on the clothing floor. that you're not wearing because mm-hmm. it's wrinkled and you can just. Psh, psh, right. Hey guys, if you like Megan and Wendy approved, if you want your own approved gear, as we mentioned, we have long story short merch, meganandwendy.com slash shop. And hey, you know what we haven't gotten in a long time is uh, a stamp of approval in the form of a review. So if you are a listener and you enjoy this podcast, please go to meganandwendy.com slash Apple podcast and leave us a review because it actually does help people find our podcast. We've got big goals for the podcast and that means more people need to be listening. So leave us a review. If you've already left a review, 
tell a friend, say, Hey, you might like these guys too. We appreciate you taking the time to review our podcast, to listen to the podcast, to share the podcast. And until next time, come back on Thursday for our thoughts on the very first fall harvest movie guys. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.